Welcome to the podcast, And the Church Said. My name is Dr. Monique Smith-Gadson, a Christian licensed professional counselor specializing in marriage and family therapy. I'm your host for this weekly podcast where we discuss church and culture from a Christian counseling perspective. All of our insights are rooted biblically to foster emotional, mental, and spiritual health for individuals and churches. We aim to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Quite simply, we help the church help the people. Although I am a licensed clinician, this podcast is not intended to serve as therapy. We strongly encourage you to seek out your own personal relationship with a professional therapist. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. I would take, like to take time to thank everyone for listening to the podcast and to those of you who are subscribing and sharing and leaving reviews and ratings. I am so appreciative of your continued support and encouragement. Thank you so very much. So today we are doing a midweek service to the church. Our discussion is entitled, When it's Difficult to Adjust unhealthy coping strategies. So, so many of us entered 2020 with numerous plans and visions and vacations and events that were already on our calendar or our vision boards or written in journals and other places. It wasn't long into the year that we recognized that this year would not go according to those best laid plans that we have made. Scripture recognizes the importance of planning. Many passages in the Bible speak to planning. My focus today is discussing how do we handle it when we find ourselves having to adjust our plans and it's difficult. Typically, we do not like to just be inconvenienced. However, we are mostly okay with a doctor's appointment needing to be rescheduled or or a meeting that is moved to another day. Or perhaps when we plan to wear a specific outfit that day, but it is forecasted to be rainy or cooler for which that outfit was intended. So, however, when plans are thwarted due to, say, you know, like a pandemic or some other major event that is beyond our control, like way beyond our control, it's more than a minor inconvenience. We are talking a change in lifestyle. Everything shifts. Everything must be considered differently. It requires a major adjustment on our parts. An adjustment is defined as the psychological processes through which people manage or cope with the demands and challenges of everyday life. And we must say, everyday life has become very challenging. So what we see going on around us today 
um, is where there are some who have made these significant adjustments, and then there are others who refuse to do so for whatever the reason. However, I look at this through the lens of a social scientist wondering, what are those factors that keep a person from adjusting? Because when there is a downright refusal, an adamant objection, and a denial that adjustments have to be made at all, we begin to wonder why. I ask, does this person not know how to adjust and therefore is fighting tooth and nail to be made not to do so? Does this person lack the discipline that is required to adjust? Does this person ignore or deny the realities that are present because it is too difficult or overwhelming to do so? Does this person not know how to cope in more effective ways? So there are many questions that swirl in my mind. There are many thoughts that I ponder. This pandemic has been a tall order indeed. I mean, everything that we have once known has been turned upside down and inside out. It is a lot to manage. If we were barely managing pre-pandemic, it is probably feeling downright impossible in the middle of this pandemic. Researchers suggest that it is most adaptive when we use a variety of coping strategies. This is referred to as coping flexibility. Now, the last midweek service, I spoke to you about problem-focused coping. This episode, I want to discuss coping strategies that typically are counterproductive. Sometimes when things are not going the way we hoped or we planned, we might utilize these counterproductive approaches to deal. I am going to, dis to discuss five, as reported by Winton, Dunn, and Hammer. Now, a disclaimer before I list these. Sometimes to use one of these I'm referring to might not always be a counterproductive approach. There might be a time when some of these are beneficial. Context, context will matter. But the rule of thumb, more times than not, these strategies are counterproductive. So the first one is giving up. Some people just decide there is nothing that can be done and therefore they just do nothing. This is especially true when a person has been in previous helpless situations. This is referred to as learned helplessness. Giving up has been shown to cause more distress than might be thought. We have to be careful here because there are times when people are not helpless, but they might perceive to be so, again, due to learned helplessness. Act 
acting aggressively. Some people react to stress by acting aggressively. People who are behaving in aggressive ways intend to physically or verbally harm others. This usually is the result of pent-up frustrations. People may not know how to deal with the frustration or anger or they typically lash out at who or what seems convenient and not the real source of that anger. People displace that anger. When we have seen people aggressively attacking others, either um, due to not having on a mask, or if someone says, why are you not wearing a mask? They could be upset that they have lost jobs or lost their lifestyles or loved ones, and they're, they're displacing that anger on that one person who might not be wearing a mask or that one person who might say, why are you not wearing a mask? Frequently when people are acting aggressively, it is suppressed emotions that are spilling over and are directed toward a substitute target. For people who are like mad with everyone on the road when they're driving, saying people are like in their way or driving slowly when maybe they are driving the speed limit. But they're saying people are in their way because they left home late. Road rage, maybe. Another is self-indulgence. Some people deal with the stress by indulging self with food, with drink, gambling, alcohol, drug use, and shopping, to name a few. Usually this is an attempt to gain some sort of satisfaction when other areas of life are not going so well. Yeah, chocolate can do my heart well when I'm stressed out. Blaming self. Sometimes we can become highly critical when things are not going well. When we are under undue stress, the tendency might be to engage in negative self-talk. There might be times when we can look to situational factors that can help us to adjust, but we might instead place that blame on ourselves. And finally, defensive coping. These are just avoidance strategies. Avoiding problems does not solve them. We, we know this, we've heard this. We typically do not want to deal with the emotional discomfort of stress, and therefore we begin to utilize defensive coping. These are laden with self-deception. We distort reality so that it does not appear to be too threatening. Defensive coping alters the realities that are before us. Does this sound familiar? Some may resort to fantasizing or 
or daydreaming. Again, it's any attempt to alter or to deny our realities to keep us from that emotional discomfort. Suffice it to say that our attempts to control our lives and to control the world, um, it's just not enough. It's not, they're not sufficient. So yes, again, life can bring about some events and some circumstances that are overwhelming. We must learn constructive ways, ways to adjust by employing healthy ways to cope and to manage. These are some very tough times. I do not miss these realities when I am sitting with clients, whether it is dealing with the effects of this pandemic or pre-pandemic, whatever they might be dealing with. And if it is a difficult thing and if it's a tough time for them, I call it as it is. This is difficult. I even have to say that with myself. This is tough. This is hard. This is scary. This is overwhelming. This is frustrating. We have to call it for what it is. And although this has not been my plan or our plan, we surely have had to adjust. And for those who had to, but couldn't stay there, like in the early days of sheltering in, it is probably an attempt to deal with the emotional discomfort. Because it is very frightening. It's very unsettling to see your livelihood and your physical well-being threatened in epic ways. We made plans. God had another. He has allowed this to be so. Proverbs 16.9 says, a person's heart plans his way, but the Lord determines his steps. Maybe our first acknowledgement is recognizing that we're just not demigods. We ultimately have no say in the circumstances that are beyond our control. So perhaps recognizing God's supreme power and authority might be the first acknowledgement for us. And then acknowledgement of the discomfort in all of the fields. <laughs> Most of those are gonna be not so good ones, right? That come along with this. Perhaps acknowledgement of our means to adjust being productive or counterproductive. These are some things that we might have to do. Because we can make plans, but God will determine our steps. We can fight against it as we want to. However, it does not alter the fact that we make plans. God determines the steps. Again, we can fight against it. 
but we can make plans and God can determine the steps. So how then are we going to adjust? As always, until next time, let anyone who has ears to hear, listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. And remember, you've heard my call. We can make plans, but God will determine our steps. How do we adjust? How can we find more productive ways to cope when things are beyond our control? What will be your response? And the church said.